the Lehigh Valley's first ever high-end business leader-driven magazine. Network Magazine. Connecting leaders, creating business. Network Magazine covers accounting, banking, and finance, insurance, legal, medical, political, real estate, and technology from industry-leading contributors. Online, mynetworkmag.com. This is the Network Magazine Podcast. Podcast. Hello, it's great to be back with Steve Mittman in the Steve Mittman Social Media Studios. This is David Olson with Walton Consulting, one of the partners of Network Magazine. We have another special guest with us today. We're going to unpack um, some things about Mark's last article. Mark Cernice has a company called Cernice and Associates. Also have our brand ambassador, Aaron Galupo, in the studios with us as well. So we're, we're excited because the weather is absolutely outstanding today. It feels like spring, and that means that our spring issue is getting ready to launch. It's actually coming out April 4th. Um, we're excited about that, and we're going to be having a gigantic after party at the Hamilton Kitchen and Bar starting at 7.30 at night. We're going to have some live music from uh, Brian Tuck in the Allentown Jazz Festival. So we're pretty excited about that. But let's uh, let's jump into our time with Mark. And Mark, it's great to have you here in the studio. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for being a writer in the last issue. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to I want to understand a little bit about your firm because um, you wrote about uh, ways to protect yourself and your portfolio during uncertain times. And so you have um, a firm here in the Valley that does wealth management, but there's a lot of them. So I, I want to ask right out of the gate so the audience could understand what's different about your firm. Sure, sure. Uh, great question. Great question. So Mark Sunnison Associates is, is a money management firm. And um, one of the biggest things that's different about us and um, uh, the way we work with our clients is that all of our uh, clients have... Um, a customized money management plan. So um, it's not cookie cutter. Everything is customized to um, their people's unique circumstances and risk risk tolerance. Um, and uh, uh, another big differentiator about us is that we're a fiduciary. And what that means is that uh, with our licensing, we are required by law to have our clients' interest at best, uh, their best interest at heart. And is that different than most firms out there? Can Do other firms, can they not say they're fiduciaries or... Uh, many firms cannot, and I would say the majority cannot say that. Um, even the ones that have the fiduciary license, they also tend to sell insurance or other related investment products. And um, uh, in that regard, once they begin selling those other products, they do lose the fiduciary status. Great. Well, that's I appreciate you helping, helping the audience understand the difference there. Um, I did have a question for you, Mark, wondering how you got involved in the business that you're in today. What's your background a little bit? You know, what kind of get you going. Sure. Um, well, my uh, financial uh, uh, background started in 2005. I actually own a mortgage company. And in 2010, while I had the mortgage company, I started managing money for uh, friends and family. Um, it's always been a lifelong passion of mine. Uh, I've been doing it probably for 15 years. And um, in 2012 is when I got my licensing and um, actually took a job at a, an accounting firm, and I ran their um, uh, portfolio. I managed the portfolio. It was about $35 million in assets. And um, uh, in 2014 is when I opened up Marks & Newson Associates as my own firm. And that's here only in the Lehigh Valley. Would you have a larger radius, or are you just planning on staying kind of locally? Uh, Eastern Pennsylvania and parts of New Jersey. Okay. Nice. 
Well, Mark, thanks for giving us a little bit of background. I want to dive into the article that you wrote and you had uh, three major points from your article. And I guess um, one of them talks about um, making sure that your your portfolio is invested in high quality dividend dividend paying companies. Yes. Can you talk about that? And, and how do you do that? How would you even know how to do that as an investor? Sure. Well, one of the first things you want to do, a high-quality dividend-paying company would really be comprised of a company that, uh, for instance, like General Motors, okay? Um, we all know General Motors. They're a multi-billion dollar corporation. They have operations spanning the globe, um, and their uh, financials are very strong. They have a strong balance sheet. They have uh, consistent sales and earnings. And um, as far as being a quality, we know that the dividend that the uh, company is paying is safe, um, management is committed to raising the dividend every year. So that's what I mean by quality dividend companies. There are companies that pay very high dividends, but those dividends can seem exceptionally high and they're, they're high for a reason. These dividends are at uh, risk of being reduced or even possibly eliminated. So these companies are not strong. So, so do you mean that if I'm an investor and whoever's managing my money, I specifically want to spell that out to my in- investment manager? Or if I'm doing this on my own, I want to, you know, search the S&P and, and figure out who those companies would be. How, how would I do that? Sure. So, uh, yes, most definitely. As an individual, you would want to spell it out to your investment manager. Um, if you're doing it on your own, there are screening tools available. So you can screen the S&P 500 and uh, uh, rank the companies and their dividends based off of certain qualitative factors. Um, you, you'll need to know about ratio analysis and whatnot in order to do that properly. But yes, it can be done. Then I will use a wealth manage, management firm for that. <laughs> 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 That's not my background. So, <laughs> going through your article, Mark, um, I am unfamiliar with a protective put. What does it mean to buy a protective put? What it, what does that entail? Sure, a protective put is akin to an insurance policy. So, let's say, for instance, you're invested in the S and P 500 as part of your asset allocation, and what you can do is you can buy a protective put that, in the event the S and P 500 would fall by a certain amount, the put acts as an insurance policy and then stops your losses at a certain point. So it might be where if it goes down 10%, you you own a protective put that will uh, prevent you from losing any more than that 10%. So it, it's... So it's basically an insurance policy, mm-hmm. and are you um what like how's the fee structure work? So let's say is it a percentage of my overall investments, or does it have to do with my threshold, my risk threshold? What determines that actual cost for me? Sure, that cost is it's it is determined by a number of factors, but predominantly it is based off of the volatility in the markets at any given time, um, and also how far of how much protection that you want. So for instance, if you want a protection that pays off in the event the market goes down 5%, that protection, all things equal, will be much more expensive than protection that pays off at 10 or 15% because the likelihood of a 5% drop happening is much greater than a 10 or 15%. Does the fee, um, is that a variable fee based on how much money I have invested or is it just kind of like a, a flat insurance policy based on what percentage of protection I want? It's based off of how much money you have invested in that asset class. Okay. So if you had, let's say, $200,000 in that asset class, it would be a percentage of that amount. So typically in the example that I wrote about in the article, it was, I believe, 2.5% was the cost. Okay. 
So it's two and a half percent of whatever my investment is, mm-hmm. which does change based on market conditions. But at the time of the writing, that's that's a good okay. rule of thumb. And it's like and you and it's like an annual policy, or or is it kind of an ongoing policy that you'd put in place? There are a, a multitude of different contracts you can enter into. The one I was talking about was an annual one, but okay. yes, very interesting because I had not heard of that before. So yeah, thank thanks I. for unpacking mm-hmm. that. Sure. Well, you had one other. Um, recommendation that you gave to our, our audience through our last issue and uh, it had to do with being properly diversified. Yes. And that's a term that, that wealth managers use all the time. So can you unpack that a little bit? Because that just sounds so kind of a generic thing to be well diversified. How, how do you even determine what well diversified looks like? Or yeah, how would you make that determination? Sure. Well, being well diversified, you're right. It is everyone does talk about that, but it, I think most people, most investors, do underestimate being diversified. So, for instance, and I, I touch base on this in the article, um, during the financial crisis, the S and P 500 fell by almost 40 percent, um, wow. and, and some people lost more that weren't properly diversified. So, the S and P 500, in and of itself, is a diversified basket of large companies. Um, but the power of diversification. If you had a, a, let's say, a quote, standard portfolio that was 60% in the S&P 500 and 40% in a basket of, of different bonds, um, your losses during the financial crisis were about 20%. So to go from almost 40% losses to 20% losses, you know, you can see the power of being diversified. But you're also not making as much on the, on the um, upside as well, correct? Sure. And, and that's without a doubt. But one of the powers of diversification is by limiting the the severity of losses in times of crisis you are actually uh, preparing yourself up from a behavioral standpoint to be able to withstand the losses that do occur and you'll be setting yourself up for future success so that way you don't you know inadvertently liquidate your portfolio at precisely the wrong time because you're scared so again this is something that you talk to your investment manager about and make sure that they are uh, giving you proper diversification yes absolutely okay so as you, first of all, um, thank you for unpacking your article with us a little bit further. And uh, as we wrap up our time, so what's next for your firm? Um, how, how are you, uh, how do you attract new clients and, and how are you growing your firm and uh, having an impact here in Lehigh Valley? Sure. Well, you know, my partnership with uh, Network Magazine, I've partnered with them to help grow my business. Um, that is, of course, one of my main ways. Um Every client that I work with, it's like I said, customized. Everything is, you know, a one-on-one intimate relationship with my clients. Everything is referral-based. I really, you know, just want to do a great job for all my clients, be there for them, be their advocate, help them reach their goals. And uh, that's really what I want to do. And so, like I said, the partnership with Network Magazine is really going to help me do that. And um, I'm just going to keep going. Well, Mark, again, thank you. We wish you very well and all the best. And thank you for joining us. At Steve Mittman Social Media Studios. Thank you very much. Thank you. Check out Network Magazine at MyNetworkMag.com. There you'll find the latest issue. Along with all things social media. MyNetworkMag.com. This has been a Steve Mittman Social Media creation. 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 Steve Mittman Social Media.com. 